Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. And my patron peeps, patrons, I just dug a reco- old Ricola. You could call me old Ricola patrons, because I just polished off an old Ricola. It's time for sleep. What do you say we get out with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, uh, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake. Whether that's thoughts or feelings or physical sensations. So thoughts, you know, things on your mind that you're thinking about. Could be about the past, the present, the future. Everything. You say, what? What? I said, where do you get all these vivid images from? Uh, uh, well, we'll talk about it more. But thoughts, it could be feelings. It could be anything emotionally coming up to, for you tied to thoughts or events or, you know, just uh, the feelings that are there. And it could be phys- also physical sensations. Uh, it could be changes in time, temperature, routine. Just could be your normal routine. You might work second or third or fourth shift. You know me, I'm getting that shout-out for that fourth shift. Uh, and also the fifth, the sixth, and seventh shifts. Uh, yeah, also, when I say shift, it sounds like i, I got to make sure I say shift. Uh, oh, here's something I've never pointed out, but this is something that can keep us awake, is people shifting around in bed. That beautiful, lumbering person that may be next to you, Sleeping so soundly, isn't that always the way? And sometimes they're shifting, or you could have a four-legged friend, or, uh, you know, a chi- the child that says uh, that hops in there and says, hey, you can make some room for me, or all of those. And there could be sh- some shifting going on. Also, Wow, this is early tangent, but this is the truth. Uh, this is another thing I haven't pointed out. So I've always, well, at least in the last, in the history of the podcast, I've always lived within earshot of a big freeway. And normally, in the like in the climbing closet or in the Harry Potter closet where I record now, uh, you know, I, I got enough moving blankets and uh, time of day wise. But if I'm sitting outside, I can normally hear the freeway, particularly where I am now. I'm pretty uh, close uh, to a major, you know, a real big freeway. And I think it was the same one at my old place, uh, just, uh, di- you know, different, different, uh, different portion of the same freeway. The old Nimitz, they call it. If people from the Bay Area, I don't call it that because I haven't, but sometimes people call it that, the 880. Here they call it 880. In L.A., you call it the 710, the 101. Here, 880, you don't say the 880. I wonder if you were, to, like, because uh, I've been using one of the apps to learn Spanish. So I'm just wondering how, because you'd say, well, in Spanish, you would say probably the 880, the 710. 
uh, or let's see, eight eighty, five eighty, one hundred one. But you'd say the 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 the, four, the five. Uh, you taking the five to the four to uh, like I think when I first moved there. In, in, and then in Syracuse, when I moved, well, in Syracuse, in New York City, you'd call it by its name. So I think when I was in L.A., I moved from the Bronx to L.A. by way of Syracuse. In Syracuse, you'd call it Route 81, even though, and then in New York, you'd call it like the Henry Hudson or the Cross Bronx. I don't even know. I have no clue. Maybe the Cross Bronx is part of... Uh, 90 or something, I don't freaking know, or 95, but, uh, and then I would say, well, should I take the Pomona Freeway? People would be like, I'm sorry, what? Uh, when I was in LA, well, I live right off the Pomona, Pomona Freeway. Who? What? The six? You mean the 60? So those are just a few of the things that, it's funny, I've lived in three places, uh, most of my life, and, uh, all three of them talked about roads in different ways. And here's a podcast that's supposed to be a road off to dreamland. I don't know. I think I've made 900 or something, 30 episodes, and I never talked about that, that I know of. I think I have talked about it before, maybe maybe not in the intro. But it is a bit like uh, they say, you know, soda or pop or Coke. They call it those three three things. Also, this is in the U.S., but let's see, in uh the M5 in the London, in the UK, you'd say the M5. So you'd say the M5. But I don't, or the M4, sorry. Okay, the tube. You don't say, are you going to get in the tube? You, you don't say, are you getting in the tube? Is it like, uh, you'd say, are you getting in the tube? If you're a fish head, you'd say, which tube are you talking about, man? Because, uh, first tube or to, to you know and i said well depends on what i'm in the mood usually first tube yeah i don't know like uh but I, okay so where am i uh, oh boy hey if you're new welcome what i'm gonna do is i'm trying to take your mind off stuff and create a safe place where you could fall asleep whatever is keeping you awake Oh, you know, I went on all that talking, not even to get to the point about shifting. So I'll have to come back to that. <laughs> Talk about a meander. But that's how I help you uh, take your mind off. So this is what I pro- propose, and I've already done it. So this is post-proposal. Thanks for uh, sticking around. Is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing Creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. And I'm going to go off topic so that you, here's the thing, so you don't need to pay attention and you can fall asleep. And that's a couple of things you want to know right up front or 10 minutes up. 10 minutes is still up front for sleep with me. This is a podcast you don't really need to listen to. It's best consumed like a background noise. Like normally, the freeway's always going. Believe me, because at the beginning of the beginning, not the beginning of 2020, but the beginning of the 2020 stuff, uh, the freeway was actually quiet for a little while. And I would sit out there and I'd be like, wow, uh, it's interesting. But otherwise, that thing's making noise 24-7 and you just kind of tune it out uh, or it becomes a droning background noise. 
And there's other things. I think it rises and falls depending on the weather and the wind and all those kind of things and humidity and my mood. Because if I'm not in the mood for it, suddenly I say, well, uh, but so this is a podcast you kind of let drift in the background as well. So you don't need to pay attention. There's also no pressure to fall asleep. The reason the show's about an hour is so you can drift off whenever, whenever works. Ideally, you just fall asleep. You're not even aware of it. And you just kind of sit here and barely listen to me until you do. I take your mind off of stuff and you say, well, you kind of did with that stuff about the freeway, naming freeways. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was my traffic cover band. It didn't last very long because I don't play any instruments. Uh, and no one knew what it meant. They said, well, why don't you just call it like a uh, jam? And I'd say, well, because that would, that's even more confusing. I mean, you could call it traffic jam, but that would be like a band that just does traffic covers as jams. Anyway, I, I can't go on this tangent because I got too many. I got I'm front loaded with other tangents. Okay, so did you really? No, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. I was thinking of Wings actually, so I would have been covering Wing songs as a band named after traffic. That would have been even more awkward. Okay. Oh, so uh, where was I? Okay, so it's a, not really here to put you to sleep either. Just drift off at your leisure. But here's the thing. If you can't sleep, I'm going to be here to the very end to keep you company. Uh, so just kind of see how it goes. Uh, like, uh, But, yeah, if you can't sleep, I'll be here. If you're up uh, or you wake up, you could turn the podcast back on. If you need something during the day, that's another reason to listen is to barely listen to me during the day. You said, wait a second, I can listen to you when I'm, I can not listen to you whenever I want. I say, yeah, for most people, they fall asleep to it. But we do have a collection of daytime listeners for, you know, I'm barely soothing. So that could be one of my cover names, barely soothing. I guess that doesn't feel like a cover name because neither, not very many people are named barely or soothing. But I guess if I was a lead singer of whatever that traffic cover band, that traffic cover band that only covers wing songs would be, lead singer, barely soothing. You say, well, that actually fits because I was here to listen to wings. And I'd say, and most people are like, I've never heard of any of those bands. I'd say, yeah, they were just a little bit before my time, but I'm aware of them. Paul McCartney was in wings, I think. Traffic, I'm not so sure anymore. But when it popped in my head, I was picturing Paul McCartney as a lead singer of Traffic, which I'm pretty sure, maybe Steve Winwood? No. Okay, my brain said no. Anyway, I'll look into it, maybe. I'll probably forget to do that. But so, podcasts you don't really need to listen to. And it's a podcast that doesn't really put you to sleep. I just keep you company as you drift off. My job is to be your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, your boar bestie, your boar bruh, if you're from San Diego and you surf. Uh, but so those are two things. The other thing is give it a few tries. On first listen, most people have a strong negative reaction. I mean, not always or a neutral reaction because this podcast is very different. I'm very strange. I have creaky dulcet tones and pointless meanders. So just kind of see how it goes at first. Like most listeners, 
that went out of the way to review the show, which is a, like very few people do that. Like less than 1% or maybe even less than like 0.1% review the show. And most of those people said, hey, give it two or three tries because uh, it, at first it's like, what is this? It doesn't make any sense. And you have to like kind of let go. And it, like it stops me. Once it stop, it never made any sense. But once it stops making sense, it made all the sense it needed. So that's kind of the other thing. If you're having a strong reaction to the show, hopefully it works. But give it a few tries and see how it goes. If it doesn't work for you, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. It has other options. So those are those two things. Um, uh, what else is uh, what else is out there? So there's uh, what else do you need to know? Oh, structure the show that could throw people off is uh, the show is also structured very differently. So I guess this is a little late to tell you, but I always uh, like do this just to help help you get get acquainted. So show starts off the greeting, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, uh, so that you know. Uh, that you're welcome and that you're in the right place and that I'm here to help. Then there's this, uh, like uh, some resources for you, the listener. Then there's business. The ads keep the show free, re- just a reality thing. Then there's a supporter zone. Then there's the intro. And so that's like the first 20 minutes of the show, but most of it is just this intro where I kind of try to introduce the podcast every single time in a different way. Over 900 times I've done this, and I've never successfully introduced the podcast in a clear and concise way. And so we decided, like, whatever, 800, uh, you know, 750 episodes ago or so, is, oh, wait a second, this works for people because it gives you a chance to ease into bedtime or to get ready for bed or to get comfortable so the intro for the regular listener gives you some distance between the day and the night. Some listeners fall asleep, some listeners skip it, but most people, they, they wind down with the show. They have, and hopefully you build your own wind down routine, and the podcast is just one part of it. You know, whether it's doing something relaxing or, you know, playing with those chillaxing figures, whatever it is, kind of see how it goes. Uh, then there's business. Then there's a story tonight. It'll be like a, like a story will be a surprise for me now because I don't know what it's going to be yet. Nobody's told me. So that's exciting. And then there's thank yous at the end. So it's the structure of the show. I was trying to, I was, well, earlier I was trying to talk about shifting because that's one of the things when I'm listening to the freeway that I can, that, uh, I would think I was trying to say, could that keep you up at night shifting, people shifting cars? Because it is, it does make a noise when they're going um, at a different speed, you know, and they're making those car shifting noises, you know, that all that stuff. And I usually say, you know, then, uh, I don't know, it usually doesn't bother me because usually that's when I'm like, I'm actually enjoying it. Uh, but I'm sure there's people out there that live a little bit closer or, Something and you see, it comes in an inopportune time, an inner an inopportune, an inopportune time for shifting. That would be uh, I don't know when you don't touch. I don't know because I never, I never, I never learned to to use manual transmission before. 
Just another admission. Another sign of my imperfections. So I think that's it. Uh, is that, uh, yeah, give the show a few tries. I'm really glad you're, oh, the reason I make the show, I make the show for two reasons. One, because I've been there, tossing and turning. And I want to shift things around. Uh, because for me, it can feel very negative, lonely, and uh, not pleasant. Uh, and I, hopefully I could shift the mood to something neutral. But I can put it in neutral. And I guess it wouldn't be shifting. I'd be putting the clutch in. Oh, no, my brain said that there's probably neutral. I say, okay, well, we're taking it out of gear. Now, if I could shift it, your attention a little bit, like as you become a regular listener, maybe I could put it in a lower gear and help us, you know, wind down. But at least at first, I just want to be here for you if I can, because I know how it feels and I, I want to change it up. But the other side of it is you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place where you can get some decent rest. And I want that for you. So if I can help, I'd be really honored to do so. So, like, and if you get a good night's rest, the world's going to be a better place. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's, I guess that's it. It's like, uh, I'm glad you're here. Give the show a few tries. See how it goes. Believe it or not, I work very hard. I work very hard. I yearn to next drive. I really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do this for you twice a week. Hey, everybody. This is a scooter from the Sleep With Me podcast. And my job's normally to take people's minds off of stuff in a silly, meandering, dull way. Now, I'm not very zen, but this is a zen-like subject. Uh, Why don't you close your eyes? And hopefully this will make you smile. And I want you to close your eyes and say, leaf peeping. Say, it's hard to say without smiling and even giggling. There's something about leaf peeping that makes me grin. And you could also say, and maybe if you have a sleeping partner in bed or in, in, you know, roommate, you could say, I'm a leaf peeper. You could say, I'm a leaf peeper with, you know, with joy and pride in your heart and know that that's someone who peeps the leaves and peeping leaves is enjoying the autumn bloom of color. And I don't know if they're decidu- I think those are deciduous trees. I'm not good at that either. I'm not good at science. That's for another section of the times. But let's just say there's there's some trees out there that have leaves that change color and fall in the fall here in the northern hemisphere. You know, let's not just make it about us, but oh, as you say, I'm a leaf peeper. I peep leaves. Uh, and you get a smile on your face. You could also just picture yourself uh, looking at one of those beautiful fall trees. Or maybe you're a sentient drone or a bird in the sky. You could be over in New England or the Midwest. And looking at those beautiful, beautiful autumn colors and the leaves, how they gently float to the ground. And, uh, you know, just say, I peep leaves. Oh, boy, do I, because it's relaxing and meandering. Uh, thanks, everybody. So there we are up in the sky. 
and uh, yeah, we're we're peeping leaves. We've done it before. It's been a few years, uh, but this is more a journey of a celebration of leaf peeping and of leaves, and also curiosity as we land on a branch. Oh, I didn't even know how we got here. And now we're on the inside of a branch on a tree. I guess we're a bird, but we could, you know, you could be, you, you don't have to be a bird if you don't want to be. Don't worry. You could be ether. You could be swinging your legs from the branch. But we're on a tree that just happens to be, uh, we're surrounded, a full uh, blue. Is it a bloom? That might be the wrong word. We're surrounded by autumn leaves. Holy moly i would say it is nice in here and i'm really really enjoying it thank you tree for your uh, beautiful fall colors i remember not to tell a tale because it's really nice in here i wonder if birds other than me you know that have somehow become a sentient bird i wonder if birds enjoy this as much as i do and, you know, once upon a time, you know, and now I don't live with somewhere, I, I guess I never would have, uh, one, I don't know why I associate this with leaf peeping, but uh, I don't have like a cable knitted sweater with a turtleneck, but I feel like if I was going to go go out in the road looking at leaves, because I won't overuse that leaf peeping term, because I want it to re- retain its silly power, is uh, if I had that cable-knitted sweater, and, you know, now, right now, where I am in the world, where most of us are, it's time for a fall journey, you know, a journey in our minds and in our hearts. And you say, okay, yeah, here I am. I'm sitting at that tree, Scoots. It's nice in here. Oh, boy, can you tell us the colors? I'd say no, because... uh, I want you to imagine what you see. What it was there? Was that a maroon or a brick? Oh boy! As I say incorrectly every time, get Pantone on the phone or Panatone, and then someone corrects me and says it's actually Pantois, and I say, "Oh, really? Like it's not Panatone or Pantone?" I know one of those I thought was correct, but uh, I always say the wrong one, thinking it's the correct one. I wonder if, like, is there a Pantone or Panatone color for Panna Cotta? Uh, because, it, it, I mean, that would just, uh... oh, yeah, we're in the tree. Here we are looking. Oh, yeah, we're seeing a lot of colors. There's reddish colors. There's orangish colors. There's yellow, and there's still a bit of green in a few. Yeah, there's even ones, uh, yeah, further on the sunny set, the northern-facing part of this tree that are even getting brown and crumbly on the ground. And I do wonder, and when I say wonder, I wah, wah, wonder. Well, one, I guess I was going to go remember that I didn't learn much in school. I was taught in school by great teachers. Uh, I was not a great student, but I do know... We had a lot of lessons about leaves there and uh, what is known as Central New York. Central New York, a great place to peep leaves. I know that New England's kind of got that down. I don't think anybody, does any town have that sign? 
because you could put it there. You just have to get my permission first. Uh, but, uh, you know, oh, boy, who's that down there? Oh, boy, hello. How, who are you? You're, you're leafing? Leafing, nice to meet you. Now, what we're seeing here is some sort of goose, a, a, a giant goose, or you're, are you a gander? You are a goose. Uh, and leafing is wearing, so giant, uh, a giant kind of speckled. Do you mind if I say you're speckled, speckled in, in uh, grays and, and, and blacks and whites? Oh, boy, leafing. You are lovely, but what captures my attention is what you're wearing. You have on a vest uh, made of leaves, or are those imitate those? It's a vest uh, with leaves on it. Oh boy, leafine! And is it so that? And then you have a brooch instead of buttons for the vest. It's held together by one large brooch. Is it? Is that my? Oh, you, I am correct. Uh, which nowadays, uh, some like me would call it an enamel. Like it's a, it's a, it's a brooch, but it actually looks like an enamel pin, a giant enamel pin. And it's in the shape of a leaf, uh, and it's really nice. And it has all of the fall colors on it, and it actually has a leafine spelled uh, in a way. That I wouldn't have spelled it, but uh, leafine, queen of the leaves. Uh, but you're actually a goose, uh, so I don't understand. Oh, it's a self-given title. That's interesting, leafine. And then and now I, I haven't finished. You're also wearing a bonnet. Uh, and talk about something that uh, hopefully you could bring back, leafine. That really has not. Uh, I don't know when one bonnet fell out of parlance, which means people use it in casual conversation. But people don't even, you can't even use it as a metaphor or, God forbid, use it as a simile. I guess it'd be easier to use it as a simile, like a bonnet. Uh, but I guess then you'd be describing a hat that's like a bonnet. You'd say, well, it's just a bonnet then. But you're wearing what I would call a bonnet. Can I can I say that with a definite uh, uh, certainty? Yes, yes, you are wearing a bonnet. Oh, what's a bonnet? Uh, my listeners might be wondering. My podcasting brain said. So, so yeah, some of you may be familiar with a bonnet, and some of you may have forgotten what a bonnet is now. I'm going to have to go on a little bit of a tangent here before I describe Leafine's bonnets. Is uh, that a bonnet is kind of like, a, a, like a, here's a couple images that we'll bring and we'll, we'll try to capture. And it's a band shell or a clam shell. So like the Hollywood Bowl, that's probably, in at least in the U.S. or the Western U.S., a pretty accessible image. Or a giant clamshell, I think Persephone or someone else, the Botticelli maybe did a like a, a big, uh, was it Persephone? I don't think it was. Uh, but it did a goddess, uh, like uh, in, inside, like she's in front of a clamshell, a giant clamshell. And to me, 
uh, like uh, that's not exactly what I think of, but it, you say a, like a bonnet is like a, a bit like a shell as opposed to a hat because it goes vertical. It's kind of like a hat for the back of your head. Uh, now, nowadays, a lot of people would wear a hat to uh, either protect their face or, you know, their eye or their ability to see or their neck or all of those things. A wide brimmed hat. And I'm sure that we could come up with a There is a, a sunbonnet is a thing. And I'm just thinking, like, a, a bonnet would be great to protect your face if your son is at your back. So I guess, like, a bonnet, that would be one place you'd say, when would you wear a bonnet? And I'd say, well, when your back is to the east or the west, when the sun is in behind, you know, behind you. When the sun is behind you and you want a shadow on your face, wear a bonnet. Uh, now, an adjust, I don't, I've never heard of an adjustable bonnet, but I'm sure bonnets are adjustable. Okay, get back to the description, the physical description of a bonnet and then Lee Fiend's bonnet. You're right. Thanks, Lee Fiend. You're really good at redirecting things, too, not just the Queen of Leafs. Uh, you're really helpful. Okay, so a bonnet. Uh, okay, so picture a clamshell or a fan, but a fan that's just shell. Well, no, not a fan because uh, fans are flat and a shell is kind of cupped. Uh, it's in a shell shape. But then the base of the shell has a bit of a box or a bit of a like a hat. Uh, so the the shell is the brim of the hat, and then the like it has a, a hat that could kind of go around the back of your head. So I guess like in the center. Oh boy, this is tough to describe. Who would it? No wonder bonnets. So you say, well, if you have to describe a bonnet on a sleep podcast, it probably will take you ten or fifteen minutes, which is good in this context. But they'd say. How are we supposed to report the news? We got to get rid of bonnets because uh, no one, other than baby bonnet, and even then. Okay, so, uh, like, I guess the bonnet you would sit. Uh, it's goes behind your ears because I don't know. You're a goose. Do geese? I'm assuming geese have ears because you can hear me. So in your case, the bonnet covers your ears. I'm not positive because I don't know a lot about geese anatomy, especially giant geese queen of leaves anatomy. Uh, but so, so you have the bonnet. Oh, okay, so there's the cup part of the bonnet would be sitting on the center of your head. And then the, the that would be the shell part. You're right. Thanks, Leafine. And then the cup part is against the back of your head. So it kind of would be wedged on your head. But then, of course, now you have a beautiful ribbon on your uh, your thing. And and it is uh, also, I, I think, subtly. Now, I don't know if you did this on purpose or not. The, your hat also is not just evocative of leaves or leaves, as we use, you know, actual proper word, but uh, also a cornucopia because you, your, your bonnet is... Uh, made from some sort of twill or something, but it's more of a, an auburn color. And then you have a, a ribbon, which I don't know what color. I'd say that's a robust ribbon, and it's even though the robust is not a color, it's a, it's an autumn, a robust autumn color. Uh, like I'd say, you say, well, you have to say something like a color scoots because this is a, the I say, well, robust pumpkin 
or pumpkin robust, yeah, no, pumpkin, that's like a, a robust autumn pumpkin color uh, ribbon, which is tied underneath your bill around your chin, your chinny chin chin, which isn't a chin, you just have a bill, uh, your billy bill, but it's underneath your bill. I guess you do have a chin where your bill connects to your, uh, I don't know, say, are you comfortable with me calling that your neck or your throat? Because, you know, the, that, uh, one of the great features of geese, uh, it, it, does that help you make a gander? How come, here's a something, Leafine. I don't hear a lot of talk uh, comparing geese and, uh, what are those other things called? Giraffes anymore. I don't think I've ever heard it. And I realize, yes, you're birds and mammals and you're nothing alike, but you are in some sense. You both have long, slender, and lovely necks. And also I'd say, well, at least in your case, in Geese's case, uh, you know, maybe swans get the credit uh, for that. Uh, I don't know, but you'd say... Yeah, I don't know. You know, everybody's, no one talks about, I guess maybe I'm just saying no one talks about geese and uh, what are those things called? Giraffes in the same breath. Uh, but, you know, finally today I did. Okay, but yeah, let's get to your bonnet. What the biggest feature of your bonnet is, uh, I would say, a collection of leaves, a bouquet of leaves uh, that you seem to have created. And Did you make that hat yourself? No, your friend Gilda did. Wow, Gilda did a great job. So it's like a, a bouquet. Uh, what was I going to say? This is sometimes when you get a flowers, they say this, uh, and it's a fancy term. Oh, I almost had it. Uh, that has to do with a bouquet, but I, I can't think of it. But it has um, some word that when you're buying a boutonniere or something, but it so a collection of leaves that looks like a bouquet of flowers, and that is lovely in its arrangement on the top of your bonnet. Not on the top of your bonnet, I guess. Uh, I don't know what the top the top of your bonnet it, like. Uh, is there? There's probably a term like flipped your bonnet or something. On top of my bonnet would mean something you drop, like uh, because it's on the front. Back of your like a, it's kind of like it's growing out of the back of your head, but like the top, I don't know what the top of your bonnet is on top of old bonnet. Uh, do you think the Bonneville that was a car was at the end of bonnets? Like they said, well, it's either bon like a Bonneville. That sounds more like I don't know. That's got ville in it. Uh, do you come from Bonneville or Bonnetville? You'd like to live there. Of course you would. What if it was more, yeah, maybe, what if it was the center of bonnet activity, wherever in the world we are? Maybe that could be a thing. Like we could get a town that says, well, we're looking for something new. You know, we were going to be, you know, we were going to let one of the candy companies rename us. Uh, and I said, no, 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 we're not just looking for naming. We're looking to, re, re you know, kind of like the stool boom in, uh, I was going to say, in a mighty wind. But that's waiting for Guffman that has a stool boom. Uh, but like a town that makes bonnets, celebrates bonnets, and sells bonnets. Uh, and of course, you have the Bonnet Cafe, Bonnet Top Cafe. 
or bonnet top brewing, I guess would be one like that could be where you could get your suds. I don't know if we we'd have a we could have an autumn festival. How do, what do you think about that, Leafine? Celebrate it could, we could do it somewhere that has great leaf peeping and people could come there. You could be the hostess uh, or the the queen. You could be the queen. I think this uh, you're you're nodding your head because uh, this is is this what you've dreamed? You never dreamed of this, but I think we could make this come true. Uh, so what would be the pieces? So we'd need a town. We'd need a town, maybe a, a, a town that has already has one established uh, hat making business uh, that's been waning. Which I don't know. I mean, I don't know if our fedora's in or out right now. Like, uh, let me see. Well, yeah, we were the top fedora producer. And it would be good for the town because they could adjust it. They could say they're the bonnet capital of the world. But then, you know, you could still make fedoras in the off-season. Easter bonnet is a term I've heard before. So I've heard baby bonnet, Easter bonnet, leaf bonnet. So we'll have to... uh, Autumnal bonnet uh, still doesn't have a ring, like Easter bonnet. Easter, so it ends in a hard, and it's too, too, uh, bonnet. Uh, so, I don't know what we could come up with. Hollow bonnet, no. Turkey bonnet, but we, we that doesn't make any sense. We'll figure it out. But so, okay, so we have, we'll get a town that makes bonnets, or that would be interested in it. I guess we'd need, like, uh, people, like, bonnets would have to be in. But not really. If if bonnet is, here's the thing. This is a little pod, this little podcast behind the podcast, Leafine. And you know it already. I just got to point it out because you're, uh, whatever. I don't know what the right, I had a word, but uh, you're, you love leaves, clearly. Those are merely the vehicles to connect us with joy. So while Bonnet, our, our, our new Bonnet capital of the world, uh, Bonnetville, we won't call it Bonnetville, but for the time being, we'll just call it B-Town for now. Why B-Town, while B-Town would be a place that would depend greatly on Bonnets, really... It would be people's experience with people that love bonnets and bonnet-related businesses uh, and bonnet-related celebrations. Probably you could have four a year. Uh, definitely like a Dickens, Dickens Fair in the fall, in the winter for the holiday season. Holiday bonnet, that works. Uh, and then... In the fall, this would be our biggest one because, uh, like, again, you could, we could make it around leaf peeping. You see, and plus you say, well, you know what? The best way to look at leaves anyway is with the sun at your back. And uh, the best, you know, best way to keep your, 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 you know, keep the sun off of you is a high collar and a bonnet uh, when the sun is at your back. Uh, otherwise, the bonnet really doesn't do anything. Unfortunately, if it rains... Uh, the bonnet will only put the more rain on, you know, that it won't, it doesn't help. But it's, we now have adjustable bonnets at Bonneville. Okay, so we'll have our town. I would like to have just, and now I don't want this job because obviously I got stuff going on and, uh, 
Plus, this is not really my personality, but I think like one either I think having gas lamps uh, would be nice uh, uh, because it it just adds some ambiance uh, or candle lamps. But, you know, in the streets, I'm talking about the street lights. And then I think like uh, having someone walk through the town with a lantern. I don't know if that would be a lamp lighter. Or just, like, uh, the person, like, it could be, like, a community thing where it makes everybody feel comfortable. Definitely cobblestone streets. You're right. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, uh, but, like, they could go through the town at a quiet time. We'll say quiet times 10 p.m., even though you might be at whatever Bonneville Brewing's open till 1. I don't know, because I'll be in bed. But, like, a night, whatever they say, like, they go through the streets uh, and they say the time... And, uh, they, like, they say, like, maybe after quiet time, they don't say anything. They say, listen to the rustling of the leaves on the streets and the cobblestones. Oh, boy, it's the perfect time, you know, for our evening cider at your B&B, you know, at the different, they could even say the, don't forget tomorrow morning, uh, you know, 11 a, you know, but what would we do for a brunch? Like a can't, not a candy apple or a caramel apple for brunch. Uh, you know, whatever French toasted apples and then you make your candy and caramel apples afternoon. Don't worry. We have a dentist tent set up for those of you that, you know, that, uh, have, you know, that, you know, candy or caramel apples impact, all inclusive, by the way. So that would be like our, 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 our night leaf person. So that's another thing. You, you like that idea. Okay. So then, yeah, apple bobbing, mm, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if apple bobbing's everything that needs to come back. Uh, like, uh, but we could have apple grabbing, which I think we just get those things you use to pick up cans. Like I had one of those and uh, I don't have it anymore, but it had like where you push it down. It's like a little like uh, pinchers and you pick up garbage and cans with it. That might be more fun because we could then you could do stuff like uh, you could put the uh, you could put like uh, you could grease the apples, uh, greased apple grabbing. And that would be great. And it would be like, how many can you grab? Uh, and then you could feed the apples to some sort of being, you know, that they could say, like, oh, well, this is a, you know, like a like friendly, you know, we're going to feed the apples to these, like, whatever, pet, fa- farm pets or whatever, farm friends. Don't worry. It's totally good for them. Uh, we used to, you know, whatever natural grease, uh, I think another thing I would like to see, now again, we'd have to do this, in, maybe we could do this right at the edge of a forest. So if we have a town that is like with old big trees, I guess the deciduous trees, of course, uh, that would be really good because that would make it, uh, uh, we, like we could do stuff, uh, an art, artist, artisan well, no wishing in the artesian well because that's where the water would come from. I would like to do this. Now, I don't know if you've read any Murakami before, uh, Leafine, but uh, what about 
and this is, you know, we'll do this supervised, but you could add, like, what about readings from the bottom of a well? Not just Murakami, but you, you like, uh, like you have, like you get to sit around the well and an author goes to the bottom of the well. Only authors that are, you know, comfortable and believe me, we'll have this will be all supervised, all engineered. This would be a dry well or a slightly moist well because that's going to have, I just feel like that would have better sound. So this wouldn't be our artisanal well or our wishing well. This would be our well of well of words. Uh, that's what we would call it. The well of words. 4 p.m. Stephen King reading from this or this. Uh, uh, Murakami. I mean, like uh, like a Wind of Bird Chronicles uh, readings from like at the, and they would do it. You would sit at the top of the well and listen as they were reading from the bottom of the well. And yeah, maybe you like you could. I don't know. Their super fans could have their ear to the my ears to the well. Oh boy! So that would be another. That's an. I mean, that's an out of the box idea. Oh, what does that have to do with bonnets? No, it's but it's just a celebration of the like. Uh, it's bon. It's bonnet. It's bonnet adjacent. I guess I would say, Leafine. Thanks for pointing that out. Uh, you could read leaf based poetry. I guess you couldn't do it in the winter, but in the spring and maybe the summer, it'd be cool down there. You have seasonal readings. I guess you're right. We would tie it in more. And uh, you could also have, like, dinner for two down there for people, like, at dinner time. Uh, so that would be another way. And that could be on, uh, like, the county or the city property. So, again, you say, well, we're leasing that out to, the like, a pop-up restaurant for two. And everything comes down in a bucket. Uh, that would be pretty cool for people that are into that, which I would be. I would say, well, I'll eat down there alone, but uh, I prefer that by candlelight. Maybe not candlelight. You're, Leafy and we did. We 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 would do some engineering, so we would keep some airflow. We'd figure out. We'd figure all that out. Also, think it'd be a town square would be important, or a town green where there could be performances. Uh, I think like uh, one would be uh, like uh, maybe there could be performances that are competitive. I mean, like uh, there'd be giant leaf piles. Obviously, that would be fun. Uh, I think like one thing would be this is this again might not make any sense, but so if we had giant trees around the times the town square. And those leaves are losing, you know, the, those leaves are falling off the trees. They're changing colors. Uh, like uh, you could have like slack lines or whatever they call it. Uh, what do they call it? Aerobite. What do they call it? Uh, Tightrope walking. And again, we'd do this again in a legitimate, safe way. This isn't just something I'm putting together in my mind and making up as I go along. I mean, this part is, but this is the brainstorming. But you could have like it could be like again this is a, this is like the subtle way we make this sustainable. This would be the. I guess we could do slack lining. I don't know the difference between tightrope walking and slack lining, but what we what I'm picturing is that the slack line, which is like a tightrope, but it's slack. I don't know if there's what other differences there are. Not I'm not trying to take away from it. 
but I think it would make it interesting. Of course, we'd have something underneath to catch people, but th- that they're carrying armloads of leaves. Uh, so this would be the foremost world, the world slacklining leaf crossing championship. Like who can move uh, piles of leaves from one platform to another platform? You know, we'll have we'll weigh them. You know, you anything that gets dropped, uh, you don't get credit for. I think, of course, we'd have some puppet shows. That would be good. I think, again, we invite, we figure out a way to heal uh, the past. So we look at, uh, uh, we say, okay, what is, what, what, what is the history of this land where we're hosting the festival? And before this town was formed, before colonists came, what was happening in this land? And we make that a part of it. And of course, like like so, like some people have, oh, what do you what do you do? But you say, okay, well, think about it this way: like uh, one, this is like part of the richness of this area, uh, and uh, the the more and more we make it about everybody, uh, the better it is. But you could also say, like, to somebody that might object, you say, how long you freaking think that? What do you think the tree? The trees have seen everything, so. Uh, like, let's make everything that the trees have seen a part of this. So, again, there could be a hist- also, like, a, separate from that, an historical walk. Like, what have these trees seen? So, that could be one thing. That could be, like, a like all-encompassing historical walk of the area and of the region. And largely looking wherever in the world we host this, you say, well, let's take a look at a broader version of uh, what, where we are in the world. I also think there's a mic that, that we like on another trail. So we could have multiple nature, tra- like already established trails, but another trail would also pick up on that in a positive way of healing for individuals uh, and it broader as a society would be what have these trees seen and again be something poetic about it where you go out on your own you could do it as a family but that's kind of like this is a time for you to be alone with yourself and that could be our wishing well if we have a dried up well uh, that happens to be on a nature trail surrounded by trees that are that are of varying ages and like you know beautiful leaves uh, you could go out on those trails and then you would drop your thing at the bottom of the well. And maybe each year we would sell a container to say, hey, this is what, you know, I'm like uh, making, you know, I want to make amends for this year. And uh, I know the trees have seen it. Now, though, like you wouldn't sign it. Now, the thing would be that each capsule would have a year on it. So every year, there would also be an opening of those capsules, uh, and we would front load it. So whatever, we'd figure that out. Uh, so there are different stages in the walk, uh, along with, uh, like, I think, uh, uh, informed practices, professionally informed practices that are help with this healing process would be set up. So you would, again, see that the trees have already seen You say, well, yeah, no, I did that too. I spat at, it. I spat at someone once. And, uh, like, you see that people, you know, that the, 
we're all not perfect and the, and the trees and the leaves have seen, maybe not the leaves have seen it. Maybe the trees would say the leaves haven't seen that man. They've only been around since the spring. And I was, yeah, I know, but I was thinking of the broader leaves in a broader sense. I think another layer of this, uh, not just thinking about the human history of the area, but also the natural and the wildlife history of the area. Is there a way to celebrate the wildlife of the area and, and to empower people uh, to connect with, make a deeper connection, not just to the trees, uh, but the entire ecosystem of that area in a way that subtly teaches and subtly grounds. Oh, sorry, Leafine, you had a question. Oh, what does this have to do with bonnets? Uh, oh, boy. Huh. Well, uh, you're right. Again, pretty. Well, that's kind of my job, though, is to go pretty far afield. Well, here's an idea. If it has to be, if I have to come up with some bonnet-specific ideas... Well, there could be, this would be, I mean, this is an easy one. So you probably already thought of this. So I'm just telling you what you already know. I think we have a lot of, uh, and I think they should be prizes, but they don't just have to be for best. uh, And they could be age and subject matter driven bonnet competitions. So again, you could say, okay, uh, seven-year-old children, uh, bonnets, uh, and then you could have, okay, then you could have seven-year-old children, you got your autumnal bonnet, you got your fictional bonnet, uh, functional bonnet, maybe functional bonnet, you know, I don't know, like uh, educational bonnet, uh, historical bonnet competition. Now, that's just not, that's just a better, now here's the best part is there's a bonnet march, uh, and I think the bonnet march is something for the participants and for the viewers and the judges. Now, the, the end of the bonnet march and the beginning of the bonnet march would go by the judging panel. But that would be more a part of the pomp and circumstance because the judges would also be able to look at the bonnets uh, on another occasion, maybe. Uh, and again, of course, in the middle, we'd have build your own bonnet, like, obviously, of course. But not only that, they would march around for a while because one that creates this, uh, like what they call that thing, like where it's like kinetic motion, that's always important in these kind of things. Uh, but also the fact that, uh, I don't know, it'd be fun to parade around in your bonnet and they're all lined up every age. Uh, maybe there's songs and, and music, bonnet-based music. And again, seasonal music as well. But you go on a bonnet march. Maybe you go through those two trails or any other trails. Uh, I don't know. It'd just be nice to suddenly see a row of adults or children wearing subject-based bonnets and coming by. I mean, like I tell you what, if I was a judge, I would like put your bonnet uh, or your friend, the bonnet you're wearing that your friend made. Then, yeah, of course we'd have it. You're right, Leafing. Yes, there would be a stage, bonnet-based performances, bonnets in history, bonnet-building workshop. I guess we'd, I'd need to know, actually, the history of the bonnet, too. That would probably be helpful. Because actually, the bonnets got this. Scoots, oh, boy, did you wade into one here? I say, oh, whoa, the unknown history of the bonnet. Uh, 
And I say, no wonder it doesn't make, and maybe we, you know, maybe they say, well, these are the latest, you could give, you could have a talks, uh, this would probably be a side stage because this would be more what I'd be suited for. You say, okay, this is a recent innovations in the bonnet, uh, doctor, professor, uh, you know, Krupscher talking about, uh, recent, say, can you keep it to the 30? Oh no, my talk's one hour and 45 minutes. What is that like the last? Th- no, that's just the bonnet innovations this year. You'd be surprised. Uh, and then, of course, we'd have like like leaf peeping excursions, uh, like bonnet fashion shows. But that kind of would contra- that might run in with the bonnet parade. So we'd have to figure that out. But you know, this year's launch uh, of uh, our town's you know new bonnet collection. And then you could have, I'm not good at thinking up puns and stuff, but you could have t-shirts, you know, that's, you know, when the, when my bonnet's twisted, I guess a bonnet, like touching bonnets, because uh, if you kiss, would your bonnets touch or no? You probably stick to some other subject. You're right. Keep it. Well, that's family friendly. I, I don't know. I don't know how many myths we have of, you know, the, the little bonnet that could. Um, so, I don't know. Those are just some ideas I had. Oh, I was thinking. But, yeah, you're right. I should just sit here with you, Leafina. It was so good meeting you. That's why I got distracted and carried away. But, yeah, sometimes I get carried away and I don't think to notice all of the beauty here. Where we are sitting in this tree. What about what about bonnet races, like uh, blindfolded bonnet races, and what about like apple throws? Uh, okay, so leaf sweeping—the greatest. You know who could sweep the leaves faster? That would be like that. And then you could say, "Hey, parents, this is something you could do at home." Hint, hint. Uh, free chores. But you're right, Leafine, that sometimes we just have to slow down and take a look at the leaves and just sit here and imagine the sounds of wind traveling through leaves or wind moving leaves. How lucky we are, really, to experience those things. Uh, Ross, sometimes you just miss out. Like, what if I didn't stop and notice your vest? Uh, and taking the time to notice people that wear seasonal vests is something that's really a jo- underrated joy. Almost, you know, leaf vest peeping does not sound like something you should be doing. But vest appreciation of, of, of seasonal vests uh, is something we could do more of. And you say, wow, that, and it's not just teachers that are wearing seasonal vests. I'm sure there's other people that have seasonal vests on that would like them appreciated. Why did it? Oh, because I noticed your vest. Yeah. Leafine and your vest. You probably could wear it. Oh, those are real leaves. So you probably can't at some point it becomes non-functional. Really need a vacuum or something. You see, leave, leave in, leave your vest outside, please. Uh, you see, what do you get? Would she have some leaves blowing here? No, Leafine was visiting. Her vest was shedding. 
and bonnets. I know I'll be on the lookout for bonnet. I mean, probably the next time I see one would be in a cartoon from, you know, 1930s to the 1950s. But, you know, or Bonneville says another thing. Or we could notice the leaves. You're right. The sound of what I was saying before. The leaves and the trees. All the colors. I mean, how wonderful is it to be in a place uh, or to be able to access a place where the colors you could see or the colors you can imagine greatly outnumber the vocabulary words. Uh, you see, how many numbers are in Pantone? Is it four or five or six? Because I don't know what the multitude of uh, combinations is of gradations. And they said, well, almost infinite. And I said, well, oh boy. Unite might be four, two, one, two, four, five, six, four to Pantone. But to me, you're beautiful. And I just want to sit here and not think about naming you and just move my eyes across, uh, maybe imagine a valley or a hill rolling with trees. Uh, say, wow, I haven't been here before. I've really missed you. There's times I drove by you see, well, just like this podcast, it kind of pulls you out of yourself and, and says, hey, just take your time and notice. No hurry, but just stay here a while. You don't even have to think about the metaphor that, uh, or like the changing of the leaves uh, simile you might want to use. You could just stay here with us. Uh, and maybe... You take you you say, well, Americans peep leaves. Uh, I'm gonna soak leaves in. What's the slow version of leaf peeping? Leaf peeping. That's what I'm going to do now. So thank you, Leafine, and thank you everybody out there for uh, letting you know for this reminder of how nice it is. Uh, and how sometimes that, you know, might be something we have to look at in our minds or look through some pictures of or scan our memories for our imagination right now. Maybe we can't go on a leaf-peeping expedition uh, right this moment, but we can uh, peeping the leaves of my mind as, uh, I don't know if that was, uh, was that James Taylor that said that? Uh, Oh, the wisdom of peeping the leaves on your mind. Good night.